the nudge. <laughs> Hi everyone, you're listening to the nudge with Julian and Ash. And how are you doing today, Julian? I'm doing awesome. Oh, how, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing pretty fine. So, as everybody knows, you know we're doing this podcast to give ourselves and also our listeners out there a nudge in the right direction for positive change and acting on our life goals, you know, or at least, you know, we attempt to. <laughs> yeah, well, we've done very well. We're in week five and yes. I think the attempt's been strong. Yes. We've been doing well. And I think that's because we've been directly holding ourselves accountable for acting on some short-term goals we set ourselves each week. Um, and last week, we explored the concept of training travel being uh, what you put into it and what you can get out of it. And Ash, for your trip to Thailand with your family, which you'll be going on very soon, you said you would research an activity you plan to do alone without the accompaniment of anyone else since you prefer to be around other people most of the time. How did that go? (laughs) Yeah, um, look, it went well. I wasn't stoked to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's something... That maybe you just need to do? Exactly. Out of my comfort zone. So I did, and I found some awesome um, island hopping tours. Awesome. um, Which I can do on my own. It'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) And I think you know from, you know, being overseas alone for some parts of your overseas trips, being alone allows you to not worry about how the people you're with are taking in situations and you can focus on yourself and what's around you and your environment and your relationship with that. And going on like a completely new island alone would be so... I know. So refreshing. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to it all. Especially if there's limited activities on the island. Is it more like, are these islands a little more chilled or is there like snorkeling? And Yeah, it'll be that sort of stuff. Okay. Like a bit of beach and chill. Yeah, and so. Maybe a little bit of a walk. Here lots of there. alone time. Do you think you'll be taking a book or you're going to go oh, for yeah. a bit of a walk? Or I will. I, I always want to read books, but then I find that I get so caught up in doing everything and obviously being like super extroverted, it's like, oh, I don't want any alone time, so I'll always be around somebody. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not getting any time to read because you don't read when you're around other people. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I definitely will actually. I love a book when you travel. Mm-hmm. So good because you can pull it out wherever. Yeah, maybe you should uh, get a hold of The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Maybe. It's, yeah, I've finished that and it's an amazing book. I highly recommend it to everyone, especially if you want to travel but you haven't exactly booked the tickets yet and you're a little skeptical. Um, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's literally the books about, you know, traveling mostly alone. So yeah, and what you can learn from that. But yeah. And how did your family take it when you made a point of taking some alone time on this trip? Um, they were fine with it. I think they thought it was a little out of character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they were kind of just like, oh, okay then. Yeah, that's fine. They're pretty chill. Like, um, they're not like the sort of parents that need me to be around them all the Mm -hmm. time. It's more like, I want to be around you guys. Love me. Um, Yeah, so they were very chill with it, and they were fine. But we'll see how we go when I'm there, I guess. Who knows? Maybe they will secret, like, yes. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, maybe. I think I drive them nuts. (laughs) And, yeah, so, Julian, you just got back from your first overseas trip to New Zealand last week. So you mentioned that you wanted to do a little bit of research to know what you were getting yourself into, but still kick back and go with the flow. Were you able to sort of strike this balance? Well, as we know, I'm not too good with balance, <laughs> but I had an incredible trip. It was it was really nice. Yeah. Um, so I did do some research, and granted, New Zealand is such a touristy 
place. There's like so many activities to do. There's so mm. many programs and, and tours and trips or whatever. But I looked into a couple of things for me to do by myself without my family. And I mean, they did watch me on the sidelines. And <laughs> so I did my first ever bungee jump. Oh, gross. <laughs> Why do you say gross? <laughs> I don't know. Heights just freak me out like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I know what you mean. Heights can be a bit gross, but, like, <laughs> it hasn't stopped me in the past from doing things relating to heights, such as, like, a skydive, and I've done some really intensely climbing before. So I did the bungee jump off of the Carroll Gorge Suspension Bridge in Queenstown, which is actually the first ever commercial bungee jump in the world and I did it in its 29th year so (laughs) cute yeah within the 30 and I've seen this bungee jump on a heap of tv shows growing up and was completely captivated by I mean the stunning setting um so it's been number one on my bucket list for about 10 years and I think a bungee jump seems to be the token bucket list activity for most people or I mean except you Ash (laughs) (laughs) You know I hate them heights. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, like, just because it's something thrilling to look forward to, I think, um, rather than actually aiming to achieve it in the present. And when it occurred to me, oh, I'm in New Zealand, this bungee jump is in my reach, there are no obstacles in my way keeping me from doing this, oh boy, I think that wall between my ideals and reality built right up. Mm. And I sort of resign myself to the notion that I wouldn't do it, which is like a real shame because why should any of us have to miss out on something we want to do, Um, whether it's due to fear or guilt or anything else in between that we might be riddled with? And for me, this was all about breaking down that wall to achieve what I want to achieve, really. Um, Also, I think a big reason why I did it is that there are no refunds once you book it. (laughs) But because of this, you know, recent lifestyle change that I've been trying to do, giving myself the nudge in the right direction, (laughs) I was ready for it. I think I've been more ready than ever to tackle, you know, the number one thing on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. That's great. And the Carroll River is beautiful. Um, It's like this turquoise colour and it just like flows through this winding canyon. And when you're up on the ledge, you're 43 metres above the water. So it's like not that high in retrospect in comparison (laughs) to other bungee jumps, but I feel like that makes it even more scary because you can clearly see what's below you Mm -hmm. as opposed to being really high up and not having full perspective of what you're literally falling into. Um, And I tried to stand up there for as long as I possibly could and just to really take it all in. Um, I really wanted to think about my life and really embrace the symbolism of taking the leap off the ledge into the person that I really want to be and leaving everything negative up there on that bridge. And I thought it would take a while for me to jump. There's like, although I'm not that scared of heights, I'm not too good with jumping or diving off things. Like that's like one of my fears. I think that's normal though. That's normal. Because yeah. like humans know if they jump from heights, they yeah. can die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just instinct. Yeah, exactly. But when um, they counted me down, I just went for it. I was in that state of mind that we talked about in previous weeks on the show where you're not overthinking things or questioning or doubting yourself, which is like my number one downfall. And I gave myself that nudge off the bridge and all of a sudden I found myself feeling the resistance of the wind against my body. Um, I, yeah, that's the feeling when you fall. And I was falling towards the water, which got closer and closer. And before I knew it, I just got sprung right back up from the bungee cord 
It went really quickly, but it was super fun. Um, and I did it on my 23rd birthday. So mm-hmm. it's a good way to start a new year for myself and how I want to live my life, which is taking opportunities and facing my doubts and fears. So I think I achieved these short-term goals I set for myself for the trip. And I think that deserves a bit of a tick. Ooh, you achieved your... <laughs> yeah. I think once again, yeah, you and I both uh, are one up on the accountabilities. <laughs> That's really good for us. Yeah, I know. Go us. Yeah, so you also mentioned in the last episode on travel that, you know, the whole process of buying a camera and things like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gross. We know that one. <laughs> that um, was stressful. Yeah. So were you able to sort of get into that mind frame where you were taking photos for, you know, journalistic purposes, you know, for your future? and also go with the flow and feel relaxed yeah. and calm? Or? I think with that, I was able to hack into a sense of balance because there is, you know, indeed pressure. Okay, I spent four digits on, you know, this camera gear for professional and also creative purposes. Like, I'm going to make the most of it, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Like, awesome. it's photography is something I love to do and I was able to document my trip and learn so much about the place where I was at. You always have that in the back of your head. Okay, I've got to take photos to remember this, but at the same time with what we discussed, you don't want to be glued behind the mm. viewfinder. So, both actors, really good reminders. So, I definitely have hacked into that sense of balance for something, yay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I just started my new Instagram account where I'll be posting these images from this trip and also ones I've taken previously. So, if you want to follow me, and I do need some followers, I'm pretty <laughs> short on the followers, <laughs> just starting out, you can follow me at Julian Gaspari on Instagram, also on Twitter. Did you want to give yourself a little cheeky plug, guys? Oh, I have not done anything in a while, but my friend said to me the other day, you have fab photos. You need to start putting your photos back yeah. up on Instagram because I was doing it every week as sort of a throwback Thursday. Right. And then, yeah, I just looked at it the other day and realised I hadn't posted anything in like two and a half months. So, I will plug myself, yes. <laughs> um, my socials are at... A-S-H-A-L-E-A-W for my Instagram and at Ash Witteslawski on Twitter. Yeah, and if you're not already following us at The Nudge on Instagram and Twitter, you can at The Nudge Podcast. But yeah, and I mean, travel is such a good representation of life in general, or at least how life should be, which is one that includes change and new experiences. Yeah, definitely. That's so true. So this week, we're going to explore the concept of change, which is a really big one in everybody's life. Whether it's through intense planning or spontaneity, the key message is that as long as you embrace change, then you're allowing yourself to learn and grow as a person. Yeah, well said. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And Ash, you've recently moved up to Shepparton for a new job. Yes. A very big lifestyle change for you. How's that been? Yeah, I mean, that's as big of a change as I've ever experienced in my life so far. Um, Going well, it's still sort of a settling in process. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's taking me like a little bit of time to sort of just even little things that you don't really think about, like... um, just getting into routine with like washing and you know just getting yourself organized you don't have that safety net yeah um, it's the little things yeah it really is it honestly is but it's one thing to move out of home which you know you did fairly recently and yeah. then to move out of that new home to a completely different place it's not like Shepparton's not like Melbourne it's you know a small Smaller, much smaller. Is it considered a city or a town? Yeah, it is considered a city. Okay. (laughs) I think, well, it is a small city. So, yeah, it's really different because I don't really have, yeah, the same networks and things like that up there. Um, 
I'm really glad that I made the change, though. Um, I think this was such a perfect point in my life so far to decide to do something uh, a bit spontaneous. Yeah, just different. Yeah, exactly. And I've been... I was really sort of excited right before I went because a lot of people were coming up to me and saying, or, you know, just like friends and family and things like that, like, wow, this is so exciting, you know, well done, or like, I'm so like jealous of you even. I've had a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I think this is maybe because people get so stuck in their their routines and things like that, that they want to make big changes, but they just don't have the confidence to. Mm -hmm. Um so that was kind of, for me, helped me sort of realize that I was making the right decision yeah. as well. But yeah. Because change is hard. Oh, totally. Yeah. As we've discussed, you know, I think I like the idea of change. I just struggle a little mm-hmm. bit with taking that step, taking that step off the ledge of the bungee, you know? Like- yeah. <laughs> but, you know, some people don't like change, don't embrace it. But I think that there's definitely a difference between intentional change and unintentional change. I mean, obviously, you apply for that job, you got it, and that's intentional and you're excited. Yeah. We intentionally plan for, you know, holidays and stuff like that. But, I mean, unintentional change could just be life throwing stuff at us. Mm. You know, it can be positive, but it can also be negative. I think it's just how you turn it into something good. So, another good example of you eliciting intentional change would be, you know, you quitting your previous job because mm. simply because you weren't happy. Mm, yeah, and that was another thing where I got the same sort of responses from people like, I'm so proud of you, I'm so jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny, yeah, because we're, we're really blessed as well to live in, um, you know, a city that has so much on offer. Yeah. So I think we get comfortable quite easily. Exactly. And I haven't even explored the so much that Melbourne has to offer. Of it's course, just yeah. having the option there. <laughs> yes, exactly. That- it's. Because it's on your doorstep. Exactly. You know that you can come to it whenever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting. Yeah, it's been a really big year, I guess, of change for myself, mm-hmm. um, which has, you know, caused a lot of stress in the past and it still continues to, I mean, because it's so um, open and so unended, I feel, at the moment. And my life hasn't really involved too much change as of late. I mean, I am working towards that through some little daily things, as I mentioned, you know, some writing every day, doing yoga. Um, so, more so just slowly getting into a routine. But that's this my... podcast? Yeah, this podcast. There you yeah, go. So that's something. Little small things. But in terms of, you know, life throwing something at me, I can't really think of anything. Um, there is one that I can draw upon from the top of my head, and that was actually after high school. So, maybe this is a story that some uh, first-year uni students who recently got their results uh, can relate to. I mean, adding to the theme, my mind changes a lot. Um, and during high school, especially year 12 when we're so busy, it's really difficult to know what you want to do in life. I mean, we're in such a vulnerable Definitely. time. I think it's a little ridiculous that, you know, we're forced to study and at the same time still know who we are and what we want to do with our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what drew me to journalism. But before that, journalism was actually like a last-minute thing that I decided to get into. Mm. I initially wanted to do psychology. I went into a stage where I wanted to do advertising. And up until we had to submit our preferences, I had advertising courses, you know, on my my first few selections. And I went into an interview for one of the top advertising courses in Melbourne. And I completely bombed the interview. (laughs) It was atrocious. Like, looking back, I completely bombed it. I think that I was laughed at by the interviewers when I left the room. No. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't think I, I actually heard them. It was bad, but you live and you learn. 
I look back on it and think, oh my God, imagine if I did well during that interview and I got into advertising, I wouldn't have met you, Ash. Mm. I wouldn't have had the experiences... I wouldn't have grown as a person or been exposed to, you know, interviewing people, um, socializing, you know, who knows, I may have been just completely socially inept (laughs) because of it. Like, so getting rejected from that, that is life throwing, you know, some change at you. So during the second round of uh, where you can change your preferences after you get your results, you Mm -hmm. know, I did get results that I am proud of. So I put the journalism course that we did at the very top and got into it. So, yeah, that's... You know, life's giving you lemons and you making lemonade. Yeah. I don't know. It's really funny how it's things like this, and at the time, I imagine you're probably a bit bummed out about it. You know. Yeah, my pride was a little. Yeah, struck. you were a bit disappointed, and then obviously your life has taken a different mm-hmm. turn. It's had yeah. a bit of a change, and I'm sure now you don't even care about that. Like, oh no, it doesn't even affect your life. But yeah. at the time, it's so funny. Exactly. How it just, consumes your whole Oh no, life. I'm gonna have to change this. I put so much effort into this. Exactly, oh no. And I was ac- and I had actually emailed the coordinators, you know, after I got rejected and I, and I was asking, is there something that I can do to, to showcase that I'm worthy of going to this course next year? You know, can I get credit points for doing this course that is advertising but isn't as prestigious? Like I was set to pursue this in the future. And then it hit me, ugh I don't really want to do that anymore. Like, let's give journalism a go. And the rest is history. I'm happy with that. So I think that unintentional change can come about, but you need to turn it and switch it so that you're in control, so that you have the power in the end of the day, so that it is intentional change. Exactly. Yeah, so that totally reminds me of a fab quote that I know that says, um, your life does not get better by chance, it gets better by change. That's so true. Yeah. And I mean, even though some things can, you know, come about through chance, um, I think it's really that putting your putting your best foot forward mm-hmm. and making, as Gandhi says, and this is a really popular quote, be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. So I think that's like a really interesting one as so well. So full of quotes. Oh, um, no. Two quotes, just yeah, like that. Yeah, just like that, bam. <laughs> but yeah, and that reminds me of a meme that I saw online. So oh. quote, quote, meme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it's of, and we're going to post this on our Facebook page. So head to facebook.com slash the nudge podcast if you want to have a bit of a look at what I'm describing now. But basically, This meme is of uh, two silhouettes. The one on the left is covered in a couple of flowers around its head. And there's a small little spiral of colours representing the heart and the soul. And it's telling another figure beside it, you've changed. And then the figure beside it says, I'd hope so. And this figure has a whole bouquet of flowers, a lot larger than the one to the left, and the spiral to where the soul is, and even a spiral to where the brain is, is a lot larger and a lot more colourful. So I guess that shows that change allows us to grow as individuals Mm. and and allows us to help impact the entire globe, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that actually relates to something which happened to me this morning on my way to the studio. I recognised someone from high school. And they were making eye contact with me and it didn't hit me until later that that was an individual who I didn't get along with in high school. And it really puts things into perspective and I literally didn't have any emotion attached to it. There's the the typical story of, you know, the person who gets bullied and made fun of in high school. You know, later on as an adult, they peak to be a lot higher than the bully. Like, it felt... 
like that, but at the same time, I didn't care. Like, it was more, I'm a good person. I'm doing my own thing in life. Other than what I'm saying now, like, there is no impact, Mm. especially negatively. Mm. And this growth has come about from change, you know, both intentional and, you know, through life throwing stuff at me. Like, so there's a bit of a balance on. This really ties back into what you're saying with your advertising story. You know, at the time, it would have really affected you if you'd ran into him when you were in high school and mm-hmm. maybe if you didn't have the best relationship then it would have been like a really emotive response for you to get like yeah. maybe stressed or anything like that. But now that you've changed, it's completely nothing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still changing. I think, yeah, we yeah. all are. But yeah. no, I think it was just more looking at things positively. Yeah. It's a maturity thing as well. Matur- exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... On this whole sort of the positives that come out of change, I'm really fond of this author, um, Matthew Jones, and he is an author and a life coach, and he writes for um, Huffington Post, Observer, things like that in the US. So he sort of is all about self-development and sort of like holistic approaches to healing yourself and all that sort of stuff. So he's written like a fab little post about sort of the seven sort of things that people should do to be that change. One of the things that he says is everyone should stop pointing the finger at others and start taking accountability for their own actions, which is what we talk about all the time. And, yeah, and he sort of gives a bit of a list of the seven sort of benefits of practicing what you preach and how making the change will benefit you in the future. So one thing that I think really relates to our listeners in this list, and we'll post this story on our Facebook page as well. We'll share it there. So, yeah, you'll be able to check that out at facebook.com forward slash the nudge podcast. And the big one that I sort of took out of this was giving you genuine self-confidence in yourself and embracing values and aspects of your life that cannot be shaken. So creating those good, solid foundations that you can build upon and you can create better change in the world. Um, so I thought that was really fab. And I think that's one that's really hard for young people is having that self-confidence when we're at such a shaky start. Mm-hmm. You and I explored that in the first week through creating a base to allow us to you know, act on our goals. So you know, you've got your vision board, I've got my journal. So we've set up those bases, which is great. Yeah. So it's going to help elicit change overall. So we're going to be able to look back and look at you know your vision board it's going to be covering your entire wall of your new Shepparton <laughs> place, probably. And my journal is going to be full. And that's going to really show afterwards, I think. Yeah, for sure. So one sort of thing that he says in that piece that I really like is, no amount of money can give you the type of real confidence that you can earn yourself by following your own advice. Okay. How would you annotate that? For me, like leaving my old job, you know, I told so many people before me, you need to leave, you need to get out of here, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then I had to take that advice and I had to do that for myself. And it's difficult to walk away from income as well. Exactly, yep. So that's a tricky one, but I think that if you stand by your convictions, like giving up regular income really proves to yourself that you're all about change and that this is it. Yeah, I like to think that about myself, but (laughs) well. um, Yeah, but another little thing that he says at the end that I also really appreciated, and you know, reading stuff like this, guys, is a really good way to sort of um, support yourself in knowing that you've made the right changes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Even listening to this podcast, you know, knowing that it's safe and it's okay to make a change. Um, But he says a really great thing at the end, which is there's no reason to live behind a mask that gives you permission to tell others how to grow without confronting those same challenges yourself. Mm. So Um, again, yeah, practice what you preach. Exactly. This just keeps being reiterated through the whole thing. But that's just something to really think about. 
So yeah, that article really ties into intentional change. Initiating that change yourself can definitely be a lot more difficult because there's nothing prompting it. For instance, Ash, you quitting your previous job because you weren't happy, that would have been a lot more difficult because you're the one prompting it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time as well. I was pretty adamant I wanted to leave, I think, maybe like six months before I actually left. And I just kept thinking of excuses as well because I didn't want that change. But one thing I will say that's just dawned on me is the more changes you make, the easier it is to make changes in the future. Yes. Um, I'm really noticing that. I'm so much more willing now to take more steps that are a bit more daunting because I know that I came out of other changes, Mm -hmm. and I was fine. Yeah, a bunch of small changes that can seem so minuscule can create one big lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. So, what were those small changes that made it a bit easier for you to tackle that big Yeah. So as we've sort of spoken about in other episodes, I'm a big people person. So a lot of my decisions and things like that, or my opinions and things like that can be based around people and personalities and things like that. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a if anybody's ever done disc profiling, it's like an I personality type. Okay. Yeah, so it would be a lot about that sort of stuff. So basically the sort of changes that came around that I first noticed were um, other people leaving in the organization. So for me, that was like difficult. I moved out of my house and so um, that was a big enough change that I knew that I could handle other things. A second move. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. that's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. Um, I also, at that point, quit my part-time job that I'd had since I was 15. So I quit that May of the same year Mm -hmm. that I quit. That would have been a couple of months before actually. And that was my safety net. And I quit that and then I kind of realized okay, sweet, things are moving, things are changing, and there's nothing I can do about it. I've just got to keep rolling with the punches and keep going with it. That was probably my most daunting thing now that I look back on it. Yeah, how long were you at that casual job for? Since you were 15. Yeah, 15, 15, so... Like seven years, wow. over seven years. So yeah. that was like a part of your life. Like you, you yeah. never needed to resubmit your resume anywhere. So yeah. whilst with me, with my casual jobs, I liked the ability to you know do different things, and mm. I very much like that first few months of a new job or you know a new friendship where you get to learn. I love mm. learning. Mm. And the current place I'm at now, I've been there two years. I couldn't think of leaving. Like I'm in it. You know, change is good, but having some sense of security and comfort is important as well. So it's good to hack into that sense of balance. Yes. As always. It's really funny that you say that, actually, because, yeah, when you're younger, you are so open to so many different things because your mind is so flexible and you're actually sort of naive to a lot of things as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember wanting to be a doctor and then I wasn't into that anymore because I was watching a lot of Disney Channel and I decided I wanted to be an actor because they were cool. <laughs> you know, they were on my TV yeah. and I thought, oh, man, that seems like a fun job. You can get inspired by so many different things. Yeah, you can, yeah, you really can. And it just goes to show how change can yeah really impact your life no matter what age mm-hmm. so we obviously know that change is an inevitable part of mm. everybody's lives yeah definitely but i mean then there's the question of whether it's necessary or deemed unnecessary like certain changes exactly yeah, and i think right. that's once again a perspective thing yes so someone may feel I'm not happy, I need to just strike a change, whatever. Whether it's quitting your job, starting a new one, going overseas, like someone may feel, okay, this is really necessary for me, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, someone on the outside looking in may feel, 
okay, that decision or move that they're making is quite subliminal to their mm. primary path in life. Mm. They may not see all of the, the nodes that are going on, you know, like there's no yes. one path in life. There's, you know, we can branch off from that. There's detours. We come back to things and things link to other things. That's our journey. It's mm-hmm. a windy road and not everyone would be able to see that from the outside looking in. Even just doing this podcast, like someone may feel this would be considered something uh, more leisurely. Like mm. it's not necessary to achieving what you need to achieve in life, which to them is, you know, work, mm. a career. Whilst for me, this is quite necessary because it is my outlet for me to turn my goals into actions. Yeah. It is my outlet to help inspire other people. It's my outlet for change in general. Um, yeah, I've had the same thing a couple of times, like people that think it's just like a bit of a hobby i mean like it is a hobby in a sense but it's also working towards something exactly as well. why can't it all be encompassing yeah exactly. why can't our hobbies be our careers exactly well that's oh that, my god yeah. light bulb moment <laughs> oh but that's what i've been trying to tell you this whole time like <laughs> i've just understood yeah. episode five <laughs> yeah. but i mean some necessary changes that you would have needed to make with this recent move to Shepherd, and I mean, you would have had to pack up everything, clean out your room. Mm. That can be quite a therapeutic process in general. Yeah. So, what was it like to, you know, go through everything and organize everything into yeah. boxes and pack everything up? Well, this time, because I only just recently moved out of home as well. So, that time it was more therapeutic because it was a bit more of. A big change. I'd lived in the same family home for 20 years. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, like never moved, anything like that. So, that was huge because that was getting rid of a lot of like childhood things or leaving childhood things behind. Well, maybe describe that if that was more Yeah, yeah, definitely. That definitely was. So, as we sort of explained my experiences on the show, I'm a bit of an emotional gal. I don't think I teared up or anything like this, but I think I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a really sad emotive moment. Yeah, once that sort of move had happened, then I was in my new place and that was just sort of all the essentials that I needed to live in that house so I didn't really have um as close of ties I guess to that place but that was actually a bit more of a stressful process Mm, because not so therapeutic (laughs) not therapeutic at all because it was quite a rush job but very necessary because you obviously would need to move your things I needed things (laughs) and I needed um clothes and but you know what's funny like our parents for instance may argue that this podcast isn't so necessary for, you know, our own personal paths in life. Mm, mm -hmm. Yet cleaning our rooms is. (laughs) Like, I mean, my room is so clean, but I don't think it's clean enough for my mum. Like, there's always something out of place and, I mean, I don't care. I think a little bit of mess shows character, shows hard work. My room is fairly clean, but my desk is full of, you know, bits of paper and sticky notes with lists on them and (laughs) typical me. That's like your mess corner or whatever. Yeah, even my computer desktop. I just recently figured out the whole visual process of like a computer desktop as it's supposed to symbolize your actual desktop and my computer desktop is full of like documents everywhere it's full of folders everywhere it is a mess it's not a clean process you're saying yeah like your computer desktop is representative of your home desktop yeah literally (laughs) of your home desk yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and it's just a mess i need to clean that as well but i i I don't think (laughs) on the outside you're looking all clean on the inside maybe not so exactly deep that's so deep. Um, <laughs> but I think every now and then I do do a bit of a clean out and that is necessary to me just to get rid of all of the waste yeah. and reassess my thoughts and reassess everything to allow me to take that information that I've learned over the past, you know, let's say I clean my desk every six months. Not that often, but uh, yeah, no. let's say that that happens. Like throwing out all the waste, all the stuff that I don't need and I'm taking everything that I've 
learnt and I'm storing it away in a neat place as you would store it away in your head so that you can learn and grow from that. I mm. think that's important. That's nice. Yeah, and it, I suppose that's that whole necessary change. Mm. Like you needed to... Clear your room, clear your conscience. Yeah. But you have to like, you know, pack up your life in Melbourne and you had to physically rebuild your home and more metaphorically, you know, your lifestyle mm. in Shepherd. And what was that like? Yeah, pretty okay. I guess maybe because I was distracted by a lot of other things. It's one of those things where it just had to happen. So there's not much you can sort of do about it. You can't dwell about it. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Yeah. I think it's good that you're at least in control of your change. Yeah. There's a good quote from the late Carol Burnett where she states, only I can change my life. No one can do it for me. Yeah, that's really cool. So someone may try to, you know, screw you over and, and stuff, but it's how you pick yourself up and influence your own life, which is the change. And I mean, life is constantly changing in itself and you don't really have control over that. And the only thing really that you are responsible for changing is yourself and your own life. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, change really keeps boredom away as well. It mm-hmm. makes things refreshing and um, new and exciting and it makes your life journey a bit more interesting and adventurous as well. Definitely. Have you seen the vine from that guy who's impersonating Caitlyn Jenner? Where no. he's like, I'm wearing heels today. It's tough, but it's good. I think... <laughs> I think that, yeah, change is tough, but it's good. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to explain it. I didn't know where you were going with that one, but it totally worked. Totally works. (laughs) But yeah, we've had a really good show today, Ash. I think exploring the concept of change is going to allow us to branch off and really hear more personal stories from young people. Yeah, and speaking about it in a positive way as well, you know, not just feeling um, overwhelmed by it or anything like that. But that's not the end of today's episode. You and I, Ash, still need to sort out our accountabilities for next week. of course. Maybe I was thinking instead of giving ourselves a clear specific goal regarding change, maybe within the next week we should sort of discover a change in our lives for ourselves and really embrace it or take that really tough step ourselves and initiate a change in anything. And I think the reason why we should leave it open-ended for now is because we may not know what that change will be. I think tackling it spontaneously may be the way to go. I love it. I think that's perfect. Yeah, and we'll surprise you guys <laughs> next week. So, yeah, once again, guys, make sure you like us and stay in contact with us through facebook.com slash the nudge podcast. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at the nudge podcast. If you'd like to listen to this podcast again or you'd like to share this with a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this, you can catch us on Omni or iTunes to find the podcast there. Awesome. But yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening and you'll hear from us next week. Yes. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Doubling up on the buys, are we? <laughs>